Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. We've got a mixed trade in the grain markets here on Wednesday. It is 6.30 a.m. Central Time. May corn futures down three and three quarters at 6.68 and three quarters. December corn is down half a cent at 6.05 and a quarter. May soybeans up eight and a half at 16.43 and a half. November beans up five and three quarters at 14.79. May Chicago wheat is down two at 8.50 and a half. May Kansas City wheat down four and three quarters at 8.82 and a quarter. May spring wheat is up two and three quarters at 9.85. If you guys are listening on the podcast, very much appreciated. As always, leave me a rating, leave me a review on that Apple app in particular. If you're watching on YouTube, guys, we're like a hair away from 4,000 subscribers. So hit that subscribe button if you have not already. Uh, like these videos, leave me a comment, help me to grow this channel. If you need some additional assistance from me, go to my website. It is www.standardgrain.com. Go to that website, click their obligation. I won't try to sell you anything else. Uh, it includes my morning email, which goes out about 6.15 a.m. Central every single business day, my text message service, my subscriber-only videos, all of my grain marketing recommendations. I actually did uh, two different subscriber-only videos yesterday. In the first one that was sent out at midday, I did a review of the, of the position of large money managers or the funds, as they're called. I talked about about the fund length in the corn and soybean markets. I talked about what that means. I talked about some potential implications, ran through kind of the history of this deal. And then the second one I did yesterday afternoon, because uh, after that rally in the wheat market, I had a bunch of text messages and emails from customers asking about wheat and upside price targets. So I ran through uh, the SRW, HRW, and spring wheat charts uh, yesterday afternoon in a video. So if you guys are interested in that sort of content, absolutely check out that subscription deal. The U.S. and its allies will target Russia with sanctions. The U.S., the European Union, the U.K., Australia, Canada, and Japan will target Russian banks, elites, and oligarchs with all sorts of, of economic sanctions. Germany halted certification of the Nord Stream 2 gas pipeline, which was completed in September. It's not yet operational. That pipeline would transport natural gas from Russia to Germany. President Biden spoke at the White House yesterday regarding this matter. He said this, Russia just announced that it is carving out a big chunk of Ukraine. He's setting up a rationale to take more territory by force, in my view. This is the beginning of a Russian invasion of Ukraine. Uh, Biden went on to say that Russia will pay an even steeper price if aggressions continue. So uh, some fairly tough talk from the president yesterday. The U.S. Secretary of State canceled the meeting scheduled for Thursday with his Russian counterpart following this week's events. So diplomacy kind of hanging on by a thread here uh, that cancellation of that meeting is probably not a good sign. Earlier this week, of course, Russia moved troops into these two breakaway uh, regions of eastern Ukraine. Uh, there's not a ton of fresh news here this morning, but this is a fluid situation. It could change at a moment's notice and absolutely needs to be monitored. Some states released monthly winter wheat ratings yesterday, uh, Kansas, Oklahoma, Colorado, Texas, Nebraska, among others. Uh, we don't get full weekly crop progress reports from USDA until the first week of April. Your winter wheat ratings here for these key HRW uh, wheat growing areas in the United States are not good. Uh, the Kansas crop is rated only 26% good to excellent, down from 30% last month. The Oklahoma crop is 9% good to excellent, down from 16 last month. Colorado increased a little bit, but still 
still only 21% good to excellent. Texas is only 10% good to excellent, which was up from seven last month. Nebraska unchanged to 36% good to excellent. So these are not good ratings at all. And uh, we still have drought uh, very much active in the U.S. Southern Plains. USDA told us last week that 72% of U.S. HRW wheat areas are experiencing a drought. When you look at the map, here's the last 72 hours in terms of precipitation. Uh, pretty much nothing for any of these HRW wheat areas, maybe a little bit of Texas and Oklahoma, but really not a whole lot of anything. Next seven days, uh, pretty bare as well in regard to rainfall. There's a little bit of rain in the forecast for the extended period out past uh, seven, eight, nine, ten days in the eastern parts of Kansas, eastern parts of Oklahoma, but a lot of these western areas of uh, you know Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, up into Nebraska, still pretty dry. Eastern Colorado, still pretty dry. So you know the the Russia Ukraine situation has been the big headline grabber when it comes to wheat and the rally there. But you've also got a a production issue potentially in regard to the U.S. crop. I know we can kill the wheat crop nine times or whatever people say, but uh, this is something that has to be monitored. And yeah, rains could absolutely come in and fix a lot of this, but uh, there's just not much in the forecast uh, the way I see it here this morning. The EPA may commit to increasing the use of biofuels. So some more headlines here. I feel like we haven't heard anything about this in a little while. But in any case, at the National Ethanol Conference in New Orleans, an EPA official said that the Biden administration is open to using every tool to fight climate change in the transportation sector, which includes biofuels. So the oil industry and U.S. ethanol producers watching these developments very closely. Jeff Cooper is the head of the Renewable Fuels Association. He said that he has heard from the EPA that the agency is aiming to propose mandates past 2022 uh, this spring or perhaps early summer. He's expecting proposals for 2023, 2024, and 2025 to be announced together potentially. So be on the lookout for some biofuel news here uh, at some point over the next few weeks. Export inspections of corn and wheat improved last week. Soybean inspections were down marginally on the week, but were still really strong seasonally. 975,000 in beans, which is a good print for this time of year. Absolutely. Uh, shipments of corn and wheat absolutely on track to meet USDA projections, I think. Soybean shipments are still question mark. USDA says uh, by the end of the marketing year, we'll only be down about 9% year over year in terms of soybean exports, yet shipments are down 22%. So again, it goes back to the question of, of demand for old crop soybeans. Will China and other global buyers take more shipments of old crop U.S. beans because of the South American crop issues? Are they going to steer most of their business toward new crop? Um, that remains kind of a question mark, I think. Keep in mind that the market's inverted. New crop is substantially cheaper, so if you can wait for new crop, you probably should. Uh, we did see some flash sales of soybeans and HRW wheat yesterday, and the soybean flash sale was to China. It was 5 million bushels, for, again, for new crop delivery, so we're starting to see things trend toward new crop in regard to soybean export business again. Uh, the wheat sale is interesting. 120,000 metric tons of HRW wheat, that's about 4 million bushels, to Nigeria of that total. About half was for old crop, half for new crop. New crop is after May 31st in wheat. So uh, this will be, it'll be interesting to see if this is a trend that continues. Are global buyers concerned about this Russia-Ukraine situation? Do they come to the U.S. for wheat despite the fact that we are way overpriced uh, on the export market? Those are all questions that uh, I suppose we'll find the answers uh, to here during the next few weeks. 
The cattle market yesterday was uh, marginally higher in the uh, live cattle and lower in the feeder cattle. Uh, slaughter number still good at 123,000. Not much to speak of in terms of cash. The uh, box beef market was lower. Outside markets are fairly quiet this morning. The U.S. dollar is just down marginally. The S&P's up 30. The Dow's up 200. Bonds off a little bit. Precious metals are off a little bit. Crude oil is down 44 cents in the April WTI contract at 91.48 last trade. Everybody have a great day today. I will talk to you guys same time tomorrow.